Hello, this is Garrett, Micah, and Christian, and we are joining you with the Hump Podcast today. We're excited to come back together. We have just concluded a series over uh, children's Bible stories and their deeper meaning, and so today we're starting a new series over theology and some deep questions of our faith that we want to study in a, in a deeper manner and come to understand why we believe what we believe. And so um, we're doing that this morning. And the first topic that we're going to be discussing over this new series is the Trinity. So I hope you're excited to join us um, as we dive into this topic today. So here's my question. What's theology? (laughs) (laughs) The study of God. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, Garrett, right? But Theo is God, right? And ology is is like the study of. God's name Um, is Theo. Theo, yeah. So uh, it's actually... (laughs) My boy Theo. Theos is God. Yeah, that Um, too. So theology... Uh, is indeed the study of God. So, so when you pray tonight, say, "Dear Theo, yeah. <laughs> dear, what's going dear on?" Theos, yeah. <laughs> Remember, it's Theos. Um, no, so theology is, of course, the study of God. And as we um, uh, go through kind of this, what we what we're calling kind of series, I mean that we just go for a few weeks on it. But uh, just keep that in mind. That way, you you fully understand the topic and Co- what we we're could call it talking about. The what do I believe series? Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. What do I or really why believe? Why do I believe in? what be I believe? Yeah. We'll think on it. Yeah. On we air are pro- planning again. We'll on air on. producing. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Trinity. Here's a question. Um, isn't that in like Leviticus? Doesn't it talk about the Trinity? And is it Leviticus <laughs> or is it? I think it's Deuteronomy. <laughs> the second law. In fact, the Trinity, the word Trinity is not actually mentioned in Scripture. Yeah, and I actually didn't know that. Uh, we were talking about this a minute ago. I just, that's something, I, I was just saying, I feel like that's something that you just don't, like, I never thought about. Yeah, you would think growing up because you hear it so much. Like, well, I oh, just, Trinity, it's got to yeah, be in the Bible. Yeah, I, and I guess I just never thought that it, I didn't realize it wasn't explicitly stated as true. I mean, we see evidence of it. Um, and right. we'll look at that today, but but I just never realized that the word wasn't in there. I guess you just I just never. Yes. So, so is the Trinity? So if we think the I word f- Trinity not in the Bible, is it made up? Is it man made? Yeah. I even feel like I've read the word Trinity in the Bible, but I mean, you know, I just <laughs> well, like, I just associate it. And with, that's the thing you have to differentiate between um, a doctrine that was man made and a word that was man made to describe the doctrine that is exactly. eternal. And so the doctrine of the Trinity, the which and doctrine is is a word that just. That's where you go when you're sick, right? (laughs) I need to go to the doctor. The doctor. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Uh, listeners. You're welcome. A doctrine is is a word that basically means a definition of what I believe or a definition of a certain belief. And so the doctrine of the Trinity, Trinity is the word to describe the belief that God expresses himself, or the proper word, is emanates within himself mm, in three different word, ways. Um, There's your word for the day, uh, listeners. Uh, take that, write it on your wall um, in something non-permanent so it can be taken off. Uh, and emanates. then, or write it in your phone and figure out a way to use that today. Look up the definition and figure out a way. Um, and, and before we go, like, you know, before we let Garrett do a deep dive into theology, <laughs> um, let's let's just rattle off together as a group a couple things. Let's, let's try to differentiate for our listeners theology and doctrine. Let's work through some of, just like real quick, like, it, baptism, theology or doctrine. That, let me rephrase that. The form of baptism. Yeah. Theology or doctrine. <laughs> it's oh. both. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's the thing. All well, all doctrine okay, is ahead. theology, but not all th- theology has doctrine. Right. Well, I guess what I mean is like is immersion, immersion versus sprinkling. Okay, so that would, so that would be, um. That would be doctrine, yeah. But baptism would be the theology, right? Yes, and that's my yeah. point. Is the the practical form of baptism doctrine? Yeah. Okay. We're not going to get into that. It do, I mean, it, it pr- practically it doesn't matter, right? I mean, the ba- baptism matters, right. but the form of baptism, in my opinion, there. I, I feel my grandfather was sprinkled before he died this past year. I fully believe he is in heaven. Yeah, he was old. He had polio. He could not, it would have been a major challenge, and maybe even what killed him, to put him underwater. Right. Because here's the thing. If you believe that you have to get baptized to get to heaven... Then you don't believe in Jesus. You believe in works-based faith. Exactly. And you don't believe in in Jesus' sacrifice, truly. I mean, that's what I think. If if you think the water is what saves you... I mean, let's just say the pastor... You know, we we had a young girl baptized at church 
this week, and let's just say he baptizes her and her nose was sticking out. Exactly. Her nose doesn't make it to <laughs> her heaven. Nose, her nose doesn't make it under, so she's going to hell. There's Is a, that the case? There's no. a preacher named Jeff Walling that talks yeah. about that story. If For those at home, it's actually really, really funny. Uh, go to YouTube, type Jeff Walling baptism story. Super funny. He talks about a kid that didn't wear the baptismal robe. And so they had like 150 kids in line or whatever. And so he said, in a moment of weakness, I had like looked over at the, the person that was concerned about it. And he was like, or like they said his his foot came up above the water or something like that. And he like, in a moment of weakness, like, you have to go find that kid. We have to do it again. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like I felt really bad after because I was just like, you know, he's like, he was like, I was kind of flustered. You know, there's a lot going on. And, oh, that's so funny. And he's like, I wasn't trying to be a jerk, but he's like, I, I, that was probably a poor decision. Anyway. So in, in talking about that, um, you know, the baptism really has nothing to do with the topic of the Trinity. Right. But it's it's funny you mention it. There's a, a document called the, Didic, the Didache, mm-hmm. which is... Is that Donkey Kong? <laughs> no. DDK? Donkey the Didache okay. is what is known as the apostolic teaching of the church. Okay. So it's it's the what was handed down essentially by the apostles or by the students of the original apostles for how the church was meant to operate. Hmm. Um, it's not included in the New Testament. I personally think it should be, um, but it was written probably about 50 years, 50 to 100 years after the last New Testament document was, so that's why the Council of uh, Trent didn't decide to put it in there. Anyway, and within the Didache, there's this, this passage in talking about baptism, and it says, um, uh, let, me, let me find the... Um, but concerning baptism, um, and this is written in... It's kind of has that um, King James feel to it. Concerning baptism, thus shall ye baptize, having first recited all of these things, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in living, running water. So they, hmm. you were supposed to baptize in a river, and then it says, but if thou hast not baptized in living water, then baptize in other water. If thou is, If you're not able to find cold water, then <laughs> baptize in warm. If... If you have neither, then pour water on the head three nice times time. in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if you only but have enough water the baptism, for one time. let them baptize. This is the cool thing. But before the baptism, let him uh, that is getting baptized um, fast and all others who are able to so that they fast a day or two before their baptism. Huh. So there, And there's, I mean, this is 12 different chapters. There's 12 chapters of the Didache. There's all kinds of things like how you operate within the church. That's pretty cool. It was yeah. written, I think, in 170. Um, I, I'd have to go back and look yeah. at that to be sure. So, uh, old earth versus new earth, theology or doctrine? Don't get into the the the, the, the like the beliefs of both. Um, so creation is a doctrine, right? Um, old earth versus new earth is you know, differences in theology. Okay. So you would have the doctrine of creation, and yeah. either old earth would fall under that doctrine, yeah. or new earth would fall under yeah, that doctrine. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I neither mean, of them are the doctrine well, really in and of themselves. Yeah, so God created the world. Yeah, it's so that's fact. a doctrine. Yeah. That, but how did it happen is... Is the, yeah, is, the study. Yeah, exactly. So of, so theology is the study of, um, how, of God, right. and okay. you would say you study God through, right. through that. so... That's sweet. That's all I could think of, two things. So with so. the Trinity, uh, we believe, and um, unless Micah just changed his mind, as far as I know, you know, the Trinity is God is three persons in one, which is crazy because yeah. it's hard to fathom. It's hard one to wrap plus our, one yeah. equals one. Say it again, Micah. One plus one plus one equals one. And how does that happen? If there's In the Trinity, there are three different persons but they're all one. So in reality, some might think there's some people that say all oh, Christianity worships three gods. No, we worship one God in three forms. <laughs> three forms within God. And and really the Trinity is what has and has set Christianity apart from every other religion and it is what has over the years. I mean, people who are outside Christianity have looked at Christians and made assumptions of what they believe because of the Trinity. So when Christian Christ Christianity first came onto the scene, um, there, there was a guy named Justin Martyr who uh, wrote in the 300s, and he defended Christianity because um, philosophers of that day thought that Christians were atheists, meaning they didn't believe in God at all. Huh. Um, and then time went on, and other theologians wrote because philosophers believed that Christians were polytheists because they worshipped 
multiple more, gods. more than one god and then more time goes on and 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 people just never understand christianity what we worship hmm. because we worship one god in who emanates in three different ways and that's really difficult to understand and so much so that i think oftentimes we don't understand yeah. what we're worshiping right have you guys seen harry potter yeah uh, I actually have never watched. You've never seen one. Seriously, I guess I'm the only Christian here. Wow, <laughs> true, true. Witchcraft and wizardry, kidding. man. I no, mean, I never got into. So in the first, the in the very first one, uh, spoiler alert: there's a three-headed dog that guards a trap door that they have to go through, mm. right? And so that's what I think of when I think of. You the think Trinity. of a three-headed dog, three like headed. when I, when someone says Trinity, I just like oh, three-headed three dog, chihuahua. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a big dog. Um, so but, how do you describe the Trinity? You know, like I think it's hard for what What are the three parts? Well, well, Trinity is three parts, tri yeah. is three. T R I. Okay, so I three. think before we describe the Trinity, what it is, I think we have to say what it isn't, and that's really important to do yeah, because good. there's been so many times throughout church history where people assuming or or turning the Trinity into something else has created well, it a isn't four. Pitfall. It is three. <laughs> you said, we'll talk about what it isn't. It isn't four. It's oh, three. It's three. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was my input. But that's, about, that's about the, the I was wondering why you were laughing. I was like, what did I say? Well, let's say this. The Trinity is not three separate gods, which we yeah, mentioned earlier. it's not three separate gods. Which is important for us yeah. as a monotheistic I, religion to, to know we're serving one god. Yeah. And I think <clears> another <throat> thing we have to remember, and this is one that has really had um, a when, – when church – when the church first burst onto the scene, modalism, yeah. um, the view of the Trinity in a modalist way, was a view that really came on heavy. And then they just, you know, the church fathers kind of said, no, that's not how we're doing it. But it's really started to come back now. And modalism is the view that God first expressed himself as the Father in the Old Testament, yeah. then he expressed himself as the Son in the New Testament, and then as the Spirit in um, today's time. And so he, there's three different modes of God throughout history, yeah. and each mode leads to the next mode. But in, in that view of modalism, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit don't all exist at the same time. Say, it's just God expressing himself. Which, which is what, so before we literally. started doing this podcast, we talked about how can we explain the Trinity. And we talked about the water cycle, that water, does water tr- explain the Trinity? For example, you have water, ice, and steam, all H2O, but yeah. is it the same? And I, I think the if, if you give that example, you're describing modelism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a great... Because they can't exist at the same yeah. time. Exactly, there's and, different forms. Yeah. And Ath- um, not Athanasius... Um, uh, St. Augustine, he was a church father in the 400s, he he wrote a lot about creation and a lot about the Trinity. And one of the things he said is that there is no possible analogy that can describe the Trinity in yeah, its fullness. Which is true. And so it's, you know, tr- analogies help us kind of picture true. things, but the, the, the amazing, the most profound thing about the Trinity is it is a mystery. Mm-hmm. And, and fun, funnily enough, it was... Throughout history, there have been what is called as ecumenical councils, which is just ecumenical. a church council. Isn't that, isn't, that what's, isn't that what's on the, the end of your nail closest to Oh, cuticle. <laughs> cuticle. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I get those confused. Ecumenical and cuticle. <laughs> so an ecumenical council, um, it's, they, I guess they still have them within the Catholic Church today, but um, in the early times, the first one was in 300 uh, – was in – well, I'm not going to give the dates because that's boring. But anyway, there, that, there was be on Garrett's podcast. Slow down, Garrett. It'll be <laughs> episode one of, of uh, Thoughts with Garrett. Dates and, with anyway, Garrett. there's these councils in history. Um, there's one called the Council of Nicaea, the First Council of Constantinople, Const- Constantinople, Second Council of Constantinople, Council of Chalcedon, Council of Ephesus, all these different councils. And every time there was a council, they gathered together because the church was starting to split over how they viewed God, or there was some heresy. And heresy is is any kind of view that distorts God, that mm-hmm. distorts our faith. And there is these heresies that would come up, and usually it was over theology proper, meaning the study of God. And it was over the Trinity and how Christ fits into the Trinity, how the Spirit fits into the Trinity, and they'd have these councils. And in the, in the council of... Um, uh, Chalcedon, which was kind of the last major council, they finally came to the understanding that 
they acknowledged the Trinity. They wrote a, a piece of, of um, a creedal statement over it, or they confirmed a creedal statement over it. And their final thing that they said was, it's a mystery. And so that was kind of, that was that. You know, they it said, the, it's the Father, Son, and Spirit, and we just can't understand yeah. it. Which is awesome because I would not want to <clears throat> understand God. Because no. if, if I can understand God, that yeah. shows how he's small yeah. he is. And he's and not complex. Know? And what yeah. we find that, what we see whenever we study these councils and the people that were creating these heresies is when you try to understand God and put them into your terms, you corrupt the understanding of God. Because right. oh, you're yeah. trying to fit him into your box. And God doesn't fit into a box, yes. which, I, which doesn't mean we completely. Oh, we just can't understand God. I give up. Yeah. No, we still seek after yeah. God, and, and there's stuff we can learn. Yeah, but we just need to know that we'll never truly understand Him in His fullness because yeah. He's so. And I think the closer vast. you get, the more complex it gets, and the harder it is to understand. I think once you oh, yeah. start to like, okay, I think you know, like once you start, the more you study, the more confusing mm. it gets. I think because God is such a mystery to us. Yeah. Now, what he what he has revealed to us through Scripture, uh, and this is I usually kind of take this stance. I, I know there's a lot of people that, uh, what I would say, are outside the faith that have a hard time and, and basically say, you know, how can you follow such a complex, you know, religion? There's so much mystery. There's so much confusion. How can you follow that? Well, one faith, but two, I think what we need to know is is in Scripture. I think what we need to know is actually really really simple. Uh, Jesus boils it down to love God and love others. I think yeah. it's extremely simple. Now, does that mean the it's Ten easy? Commandments into two parts. So, do, does that mean it's easy? No, right. but it's really simple. Our, 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 honestly, our, our yeah. faith is extremely simple. It's complex enough that the greatest theologians will never figure it out, but it's simple enough that a child can that understand. I can figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Or Micah. Yeah. Or if, Micah. If, if a <laughs> child, you've got, you've got, you know, if you're looking on the totem pole of human, sea cucumber, human intelligence, you've got <laughs> up at the top, you've got theologians, and then again, human. I'm talking humans here, obviously. You know, you got theologians. You've got lay people, just normal people. You've got children. You've got somewhere below that, and then you've yeah, got, you got coconuts. <laughs> and somewhere below that, you've got Micah, uh, and and if he can grasp. What his role is as a Christian is to love God and love others. Yeah. It's you a pretty simple <laughs> religion. Yeah. Well, let me take that back. I don't want to use religion. It's a pretty simple faith-based lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and so I think we, I think before we dive into any of the conversation over the next few weeks, remember, like Christian said, it is very complex. It's hard to understand. But a seeking for those answers shows a faith in God, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, it develops your your relationship with God, and actually you learn more about who God is, His nature, and that helps you love Him more, uh, just like you would with family members. If you don't know them, uh, the more you get to know someone, you're going to naturally love them more because you've invested time with mm-hmm. them. And so that goes for other people as well. Love God, love others, uh, and learn more about God. So before we go any deeper, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. All of this is it's not a necessarily a caveat, but, but on the side over here, we've just got it's really a simple faith. Love God and love others. So in study, going back to the Trinity then and saying what it isn't, we said it's not modalism. It's, not, it's not where God, it's not four. <laughs> it's three. Um, <laughs> it's not modalism. It's not God reveals himself three different ways throughout history and each one brings on the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's three, and he's eternally three, which also means something else. There's a, another view called Arianism, which is the view that God exists as the Father, and then the first thing he did in creation was create the Son, create mm. Jesus, um, create what is known as the Word. Um, and that can't be true, because if that were true, that Jesus was created, then how can a created being save other created beings? He couldn't save us if Jesus was created. So Jesus has to also be eternal. So the Father's eternal, the Son's eternal, the yeah. Spirit's all eternal. And that would mean John 1, 1. In the beginning was yeah. the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He mm-hmm. was in the beginning with God. Exactly. That would mean that's not true, which would also mean the rest of Scripture exactly. is not true. Yeah. So Arianism is immediately debunked um, because yeah. of what Garrett was just saying and because of John 1, 1. It, it can't yeah. possibly, you can't have both. Myth and, immediately busts. And what yeah. we end up seeing, you know, yeah. we look at this and we look at some of these heresies like with Arianism, you know, how can someone have created this entire view that Jesus was created whenever in John? Well, that's what happens when we try to put ourselves yeah. into Scripture instead yeah. of letting Scripture speak for yeah. itself. And, and, I, and I would like to, th- and I would, my heart would like to think the people that have created these heretical views mm-hmm. are not 
evil people. They're oh, just no, trying to wrap not. their mind around it, and they're trying to make it easier for us to understand. But I think that's the thing is, you know, it's we can't understand it. God is not God is not yeah. human at all. God is God. He was there. God just was in the beginning. Was God, yeah. and and he and we can't understand that. We can't understand that idea of just something being there. There was nothing that was before him. There was nothing that will be there after him. Yeah. Well, there is no after him. He's eternal. Uh, so it's hard to understand, and and I think that's why we've got people that try to try mm-hmm. to put it into terms where you know they try to make it analogous. I mean, they try to make it an analogy, yeah. and that's something else that we've we've already said that the Trinity is not. It is not comparable. There's nothing on Earth. There's nothing that we can compare it to um, accurately. Anyway. Um, that would give us a better idea of it. Now, like Christian said earlier, that doesn't mean we stop looking. Uh, doesn't mean we stop learning. Um, but just note, there is nothing that we can. You know, we're never going to know the fullness of that, um, especially this side of heaven. Especially this side of heaven, we definitely won't. So, which is good. Is there anything else that, that the theology or that the theology, the Trinity, is not? Um, so there's that we need to think about. Yeah. Um, there, there is another view called, um, and it really centers around Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so a lot of the disputes with the Trinity isn't disputes that you know God has expressed Himself in three ways. It's disputes on whether or not Jesus is Himself the Father, as well as the Son, or as well as the Son, as well as the Spirit. That, that Jesus is God, and so it's really what is known as um, Christological. Um, differences on the Trinity. Um, and so another view is um, Apollinarianism, um, which states that Christ is fully God, but he's not fully human. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the opposite of Arianism, where Arianism says that Christ is a created being, which then creates the the issue that if Jesus was created by God, he can't save God's creatures it, uh, meaning humanity. Apollinarianism says that God, Jesus is just God and, you know, put on a human jumpsuit, you know, acted like he was a human but never really was human, which creates the issue of if Jesus wasn't fully man and fully God, then how could he, um, he, he wasn't really tempted, he wouldn't have really had a full death, you know, his sacrifice on the cross would not have had the fullness of, um, right. that it is to allow us to live. Um, so, so those are, you know, those are three different views that kind of negatively impact the view of the Trinity, the view that God expresses himself three different ways, and each way kind of leads into the next, but he doesn't do all three at the same time. That's modalism. Um, Arianism, in which Jesus was created by God, but isn't himself God, um, which, you know, is creates the issue of, um, it's not Trinitarianism, it would well, be um, defi- um, Diphenarianism. Um, <laughs> Spill that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Apollinari- Apollinarianism, um, the view that Jesus isn't fully human, he's fully God, but just not fully human, which means that his sacrifice wouldn't um, fully encompass what we needed because right. he didn't, you know, actually die and yeah. he wouldn't have um, gone through the yeah. sin. And it is, it is important for us to believe that, you know, Jesus was fully God. And, and that was a problem all throughout his life on earth that <laughs> when he made that great statement, he said, uh, when he said before Abraham was, I am, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. showing that he was God, you know, that had people, that had the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious people torn to pieces that this, this who they thought was just regular human is saying that he is God. Uh, and that was that was mind-boggling at the time, and it's mind-boggling for people now to think, how is Jesus God, but um, how is, how he, is he also man? man? Yeah. yeah, at the same time, which also goes into the mystery of the awesomeness and uniqueness of God and uniqueness of yeah. Christ. But and yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I, and like, I, I don't think we can. And like, you're, that's what you're saying. I don't think we can fully wrap our minds around it. It's just, it's one of those mysteries that we're never going to know the answer to. Um, and it's interesting, though. You, I mean, you look at the. Um, the life of Jesus, and and you see both parts of it. It's funny that you see both parts of being man, fully man, and being fully God. He bled, right? Like he sweat, he he was cried, yeah, he, got he hungry, ate, he, he drank. Yeah, so like he was fully man, but but you see the fully God in him with 
you know, the traits of God, the characteristics, which, by the way, we can carry as well. Um, yeah. We're just not very good at it because we're sinners. But um, you see that with the traits of God in, in Jesus and being forgiving, compassionate, um, merciful, um, also wrathful at times, mm-hmm. uh, flipping tables in the temple. Um, so you're right, you know, fully man and fully God is a big hang-up for a lot of people. That it's, And I think, again, there, there's a level of, uh, I don't know if pride's the right word, but we as humans, and especially today we, in our world, it's so intelligent, our world has become so smart. If we can't grasp it, we don't believe it. Like if we can't figure out the facts behind it, how the thing works, right. we have a hard time believing it um, as, a, as a human race. Uh, and so, you know, I think this is one of those things that no matter how many hours are studied on, I mean, you think collectively how many hours have been studied on God? Oh. I mean, a Google. I don't even know how to, and we still, there's still mystery. Yeah, which is the same thing. I don't understand everything about, I don't know, actually, I don't understand anything about cars. I know how to start my car. I know how to put gas in it. Uh, I could change the tire on it, but that's about it. But yeah. guess what? I still know it's a car, and I still know it works, and I trust that it's going to get me to point A yeah, and point until B. until it doesn't. And then you know there's someone who can fix it. Exactly. <laughs> and you call that I don't person. have to understand everything yeah. about it to yeah. get my car to function. Yeah. And that's yeah that I, that's a good analogy of the mystery of the Trinity itself. Yeah. But so, we, uh, we I, was, I think we were going to do the same <laughs> I'll let thing. You do it. We've talked about the three. We've talked about three things that the Trinity isn't. Four yep. things. If you say it's not four, it's three. <laughs> um, well, in this case, it is four because there's four things. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what is the Trinity? Um, what you know, we we also said that an analogy just doesn't sim- just simply doesn't cut it. Right. You know, there is no perfect analogy for the Trinity. So, and that's what makes it difficult is in order to under stand it to the best of our abilities we just simply have to <laughs> study it we mm-hmm. can't just you know have an analogy and and use that and and uh know what the trinity is <clears throat> the definition of the trinity is the divine economy of god um it's the the way that god expresses himself not through time but through eternity yeah um, that god is the eternal father He's the eternal Son or Word, and He's the eternal Spirit. Um, so God expresses Himself. You know, one one way to think of it is <clears throat> you can make a circle, and that circle is you know labeled as God, and mm-hmm. inside that circle is the expressions of God: the Father, the Son, the Spirit. Um, the Church Fathers called that the, the those the natures of God. Mm-hmm. So God expresses Himself in three natures or three persons: um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, and they work together. But each expression kind of has different qualities of God. So the Father is the one that um, brings judgment. He's the one that kind of expresses power he's the one that creates things the son is hmm. is the the tool of creation it's what god uses to bring creation into existence because the way i think of the son the the word is the father is outside of creation so to be inside of creation he has to be the son he hmm. has to be the son as well because the son is what creation comes How through and that's why the places? son is able to be time. into that's why the son was able to man himself, manifest himself as a human, mm-hmm. because he is the one that creation was made through. And then the spirit is God within creation in an unseeable manner. Mm-hmm. So he's not the spirit isn't the father because the father is kind of outside of creation, but the spirit is within creation and is unseeable in creation. Mm-hmm. The son is in creation, and we see him in creation. We see that through the word, literally the scriptures. You know, yeah. the word is. God, um, but we see the Word expressed fully in the humanity of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and that's what the divine economy is: is the three expressions of God, uh, all at the same time, all through eternally, yeah. all I, through eternity. I think what's hard for me to understand, and I'm just kind of thinking about this, probably for the first time, that you know, it's it's easy to see. You know, you see, you know, God the Father, and then. Uh, especially through Jesus Christ, you know, God incarnate. He, he's in in the flesh. But if God is, which I believe God is spirit, uh, but then also a part of God is the Holy Spirit, what's the difference between the Father and the Holy Spirit? 
so you're you're when you huh. you're going to have to repeat. That. I know I what you're saying. I yeah. So my question is reading. basically just um, Jesus in the flesh incarnate. Like mm-hmm. that's easy to see and grasp. But what about God the Father and God the Holy Spirit? Those are because it's saying God. God separate. the Father doesn't have arms and legs. So like we imagine God exactly. as a spirit. So what's the difference between God okay. the Spirit and the Holy Spirit? Well, I think what you have to think of is that the I Father. I never thought about that either. By the way, I need the, to the, the Son. <laughs> the Son and the Spirit are the hands of the Father. Okay. So so he does have hands. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Where is you know it, they're all all three are still God. All three are still a part of God. Yeah. But the Son is the expression. The, the manifestation of God in the yeah. world, and the Spirit is the movement of God in the world. Oh, that's a good mm. And so they're both there in the world, and the Father is the one that sends them both because yeah. the Father is outside of the world, mm. and both of them that's are good. the hands of God in the world. That's a good explanation. How can he be outside the world? Wow, it's amazing. Whoa. In another dimension. And so See, the, in the other question is, when you, br- <laughs> when you look at it in light of eternity, is salvation is... God reaching into the world through the hands of Jesus and the Spirit oh, to yeah. bring us to Him outside you know, of the world. I think I've seen eternity. a picture of that on Facebook. That's beautiful. And it said, "Did your aunt share it?" Yeah, I think my aunt <laughs> shared it, and I think it said, "If you share don't, this or you don't believe." Yeah, in share God. this or you don't believe in God. I think I think I've seen that where you know the Spirit and Jesus were hands. And the question is, did you share it? Yeah, I don't think that was sacrilegious, was it? <laughs> I just feel like you know, that, was, that was just that's, funny. That's where you send that meme to your uh, students where Jesus is looking yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Awesome. I don't use that much. It's honestly, I've actually, I, I've lost it. I need to go back and find it. That's a good one. What you doing? It says, what, what you doing? <laughs> but that is an interesting way to think about it. I do joke about that, but it is a. Because, again, we, we try to wrap our minds around it because we want to understand more. Not because we know we should or we think we should know more, but we want to know more. We desire mm-hmm. to know more about God. And that's a good way to explain it, Garrett, you know, that that the Jesus and the Spirit are, are his, I don't necessarily like the word tools, but, I mean, I think it fits. Those are his, those are his carriers yeah. of, of his work, right? The Spirit is within us. Jesus is our example as flesh and as blood. Um, and as his flesh and blood were spilled and destroyed on the cross, uh, and then after he leaves, we receive the Holy Spirit. You see that in Acts 2. Uh, we receive the Holy Spirit as, as uh, believers and followers of him, and that is our um, guiding principle. Uh, principle. Yeah, that's what guides us. We, we see the truth in Scripture. We see the Word, but the Spirit is, is that. So is the Spirit, you know, we always say your conscience. Mm-hmm. Is that the Spirit? So that that's an interesting question. What is that little voice in the back uh, yeah. of your head? That's you know, that so, time so here's here's the right thing. There. Can you are you a person hmm. if your brain is working, your body functions are normal, but you're not thinking? Are you a person? But what can you ever not? How think? can you not be thinking if your brain's working? Like, well, if you're in a comatose state, your brain. Oh, is you're still saying your brain is working? Okay, I got but you. But if you're not you. conscious, but are, but are you thinking when you're in a comatose? Uh, that's the thing we don't know. That that's why it, well, that I mean, answer can't that question can't be answered. But but, but what makes you a person? Is it your consciousness or is it your body? Your body. And well, your, I don't think it's your body. your body. Okay. So if we're talking biblically, because our bodies are not lasting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's what to me. We are God's image. We are made in God's image. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we are but not. What our is the image of God? Is uh, the image of Jesus? I mean, <laughs> I think that. I mean. That's our physical image. So, is what so I mean. when when Jesus came in as the perfect I feel image like I'm, of God, I feel was like he... this is a pop quiz, and I don't like this. I feel like I'm back in college. <laughs> He's in the hot he, seat. When you ask a question to the professor, and they're just like start <laughs> drilling you, and you're like, "Dude, I just wanted to know what two plus two was." <laughs> Doc, I'm just asking you what one plus one plus one equals. That's all I want to know. I'm not trying to have an okay. So, anyway, so here, here's here's what I'm saying is <clears throat> the sun. Uh, Jesus, as the manifestation, you know, he came to us in a way that we could understand him. He was revealed to us in the form of a human being, and he was fully human in that. But think about the the transfiguration, you know, um, mm-hmm. the Gospels recount that when um, Peter, James, and John went up on the yeah, uh, mountain really cool, with Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> it's just and, a really and cool. Jesus, you know, they had Moses and and Elijah came down on the mountain with them, and and Peter, James, and John said, you know, we should. Or Peter spoke up and said, you know, let's let's make a a, 
a gathering for each of, of you three. Um, let's make one. Let's make a tent for for you, Jesus, for Moses, for Elijah, and Jesus got kind of like annoyed. Like Peter, what are you talking about? These guys, you, they're not on par with me. You know, I'm not just a prophet. And he transfigured himself and showed them his full form, the fullness of him. Mm-hmm. And so, what that tells us is Jesus became human in the sense that we could he became something that we could physically interact with and understand. Yeah. But Jesus's nature is he's fully human but he himself has a a being that is beyond comprehension to us as well. Mm. And and the reason I I bring that up is because the spirit the spirit of God is you know in the the Old Testament, the word spirit is is the word uh, ruach, and that spirit that that word also means breath. It means breath. Mm-hmm. It means wind. It means spirit. The idea being that God gives life through the spirit, mm-hmm. and so in that spirit, that is what also gives us the ability to to search and desire and long to understand God. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus, as the Word of God, as the manifestation of God, gives us a deeper understanding that through the Spirit, we can connect with and then search and desire God more intimately mm-hmm. and deeply. Um, now, as far as consciousness, is, is consciousness the Spirit? I don't think so. Um, I think consciousness would be what I... You know what I was saying earlier. I think consciousness is the image of God. I don't think the image of God is our flesh. Um, I think consciousness is the image of God. Right. That is what we are made in God's image mm-hmm. because we are conscious. Which are which would be our spirit. Which would be our souls. So, I think our, okay. our what our our souls. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say that wrong. <laughs> but when our that, when our souls are filled with the spirit of God, that's when we are able. To connect with him, yeah. and that's, in a way we couldn't before. And, and I agree with you. I think I don't, there's a word for it, and my brother-in-law knows it, um, and he'll probably tell me once he listens to this, and you'll probably tell me. But dual something where our soul and body are different, or they're not, con- they're connected, but momentarily they're not mm-hmm. the same. So your soul is one aspect, and that's what I believe. I believe that is your image. That your soul, the inner workings of who you are, and by the way, not what an MRI can see. Like you're just. What you, who you are, that is your image of God, and your body is just the carrier of that soul for your time on earth. Mm-hmm. Dual, I can't remember the phrase, but anyway, it's basically saying there's two two aspects of... Diphysitism, of, I think. Well, that's not what I've heard, but it might be it. But anyway, basically two different... There's two separate entities while you're here on this earth within you, your soul and then your body. Uh, your body is your the gift of God that is your physical carrier while you're here on this earth. It's not lasting. It is... Um, um, faltering, it is breaking down each and every day. I feel it myself in many different aspects, my back mainly, but I feel that breaking down mm-hmm. every day. But my soul is fulfilled through Jesus, uh, yeah. fulfilled through the cross, and fulfilled because it's created in the image of God. And the soul is everlasting when it's found in Jesus and when it is um, uh, surrounded by and through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Diophysicism. Is I think what you're thinking. I, of. I haven't heard that word, but I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I haven't heard that word. Di- so diophysitism that's not the one I'm is, thinking of. But anyway, is, it, it well, it, actually, diophysitism is a Christological, so that might not be what you are. You're, it's the same thing you're describing yeah. that that the divine and the human exist within the person of Christ, yeah. and in the same way, the divine, His Spirit, exists within the human, the humanity of us, right. our flesh. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that was just, and it actually just crossed my mind the consciousness. Because what I, I mean, that's what I, I agree with you that when I have a conscience moment, like, oh, my conscience, to me, that's the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to a non believer, that is their conscience or that is the universe or whatever mm-hmm. telling them something that they should or shouldn't do. Uh, but I think God gave us that. For instance, fear. We use, we talk about fear being like a negative sometimes. Uh, fear isn't always negative, fear is sometimes. A feeling, an emotion to prevent you from doing something that could be dangerous. Or to motivate you. Uh, or to motivate mm-hmm. you, yeah. So uh, now Satan can use that against you, and fear can keep you from doing something God is calling you to because you're scared of failing or whatever. But anyway, Trinity. Um, Trinity? Yeah. How is she? Oh, no, she's good, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did know someone named Trinity once. I've only ever met one person named Trinity. <laughs> so when we're 
I think to you know we're getting to the point where we want to close and um, let's go for two it, hours. Let's make it a marathon. We can't. Here's the hey, thing. I got I got 45 minutes. Let's get it. You can talk about the Trinity forever. That's the thing about all these theologies sure. that we're going to study. Um, you can just talk and talk and talk. Remember, we had that one night where we were at your house, Christian. Oh, that was awesome. And we were just going on for two hours. And, and I want and you guys <laughs> to know. I want you guys we to understand what happened. What happened on those couches is exactly what happens on the podcast. And that's well, that's really Garrett where we Christian, got the idea for the podcast. Garrett yeah, and Christian went on like a deep. It was actually talking. The, talking about the biggest creation. thing I remember was the old Earth versus New Earth creation, which is probably a podcast in and of itself. But oh, um, probably be one of the theology. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and I was sitting over there just like finding ways every time they said something finding ways to like jump in and be like you know like what did i say earlier in the podcast about that you said something a cuticle or whatever oh, just yeah, say something funny. yeah and like i just like <laughs> am listening i am taking it all in but i'm just like oh a, yeah cuticle lot. isn't that what's on your hand <laughs> you know, like, so literally i just want you to know there's no nothing fake in this podcast yes. at all this is 100 hey, hey, hey here's something are. easy to understand on the trinity uh, i think it's easy to understand and this is something that uh, we're able to see maybe some of the motivations of God for us uh, that he displays within himself is within the Trinity, there's a relationship. Mm. And, and I think God desires relationship so much that even within himself, he has a relationship. Mm. Uh, so you see between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, there's a relationship between all of them. And he desires that with us. He desires for the church to have relationships with each other. Uh, and most importantly, for us all to have relationship as the church and the body of Christ with God. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's easy cool. to understand. And that's something that when we think about the Trinity, that's something that you can take away and, and see, well, all right, what can I understand more about God through this? And I think there's wisdom in that too, because in the description I gave, God is outside of creation. Yep. Jesus is God reaching into creation in order to give his spirit to creation. And so the expression of the Son and the Spirit are the intimate desire of God the Father who is outside of creation, and he's using um, these two natures of himself in order to reach down into creation. Yeah. And, and it makes you, you know, the thing about John, <clears throat> the, the opening of John says, the in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, he was with God in the beginning. That The, the Greek word for word <laughs> is logos, and, and that yeah. That isn't that the Bible software? Oh, sorry. Yeah, keep <laughs> going. Sorry. That um, definition is that. one that you know, the 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 term logos was it, it permeated the early writings of the church. You know, they didn't really when they defined the Son, they didn't say Jesus. They said logos. Hmm. That was what they thought. You know, Jesus was the physical name, the human name of the logos, hmm. and because. The opening of John's gospel describes the purpose of Jesus perfectly. He was the representation of God to creation because God himself was outside of it. The Logos was within creation. Mm -hmm. And so I would even venture to say when you mentioned when Jesus um, rebuttaled the Pharisees and said, before Abraham was, I am. Yeah. The the term Yahweh literally means in the Hebrew, I am, I am, I would venture to say that whenever Yahweh reveals himself to Israel, that's not God the Father, that's the Son. Especially... Because the Son is God in creation, and so if Yahweh is in yeah. creation expressing himself to Israel, that has to be, in my opinion, the Son. And think about the first time God reveals that name Yahweh mm. is in when Moses goes to the burning bush and God is in the fire. Yeah. Uh, which I would love to. I think we should do a separate one on theophanies. Oh, I love mm. them. Uh, They're I so think, cool. I think that would be awesome. Theophanies are so stinking cool. <laughs> when you look at the. No, I'm being. Like, <laughs> I, I thought you were. were right the way you said that. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. See, <laughs> so that's the downside. Hey, interesting. See, though. that's my downside. Is, See, uh, yeah, you, you can't, can't hardly tell. tell when I'm serious. <laughs> No, but theophanies are like extremely cool. I think, and I think it is too because uh, we'll we'll talk about it another time. But define theophany for everyone. So theophany quick. is don't um, go too deep though. The visible, we'll get there. the visible manifest, the visible oh, manifestation, manifestation of God. Hey, as we say on the JCC <laughs> podcast, words are hard. Man. Words are really hard. Words are hard. <laughs> manifestation. Manifestation. <laughs> so the visible manifestation of God. So when God appears, yeah, I think in the simplest Jacob, terms, wrestling with God. Yes, Allah. exactly. Uh, and we could go bush. on, but so with with Moses, 
when God appears in the fire, um, that's a theophany. That that yeah. is that is God appearing, and and I think as you're talking about Garrett, we're able to see you know God being outside yeah, of creation. Which tells us you know, Jesus just, is the great theophany. Yes. He's the revelation, yeah. yes. and, and and Scripture itself is a theophany. Scripture is the words of God. Yeah, um, the wisdom of God. Jesus is God manifesting himself to us in a way we understand it. And so I would say that Yahweh, when he reveals himself to Israel, that was the Son revealing himself to Israel. The Father was sending the the Son because Israel needed to to Mm. interact with God. And then he would bring his spirit, his presence, through the ark, through the the different ways that he moved within Israel. Um, But anytime God spoke to Moses, that God spoke to Jacob, I, th- I think personally that that was the son. Um, yeah. That was so, the Logos. Blow your mind right here. You ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So God is our father, right? Right. Amen. The father God. How does the Bible describe the church in comparison to Christ? We're as, called, the, as the bride. The yeah. Bride. So we're yeah. the bride. Oh, so is he also our father-in-law? Hey, I'm just saying, man. I had never heard and that And I before. think that's your hunt for today. <laughs> I think we should quit right I'm just now. Saying, that is funny. He's God our father He's God our father and father-in-law. Maybe that should be our title. Bro, you said God our father and father-in-law. <laughs> We're um, just one giant sweet. inbred and I family of belief. This, this is... Whoa, Lord, whoa. forgive us. And this is, this is my mind, folks. This is where I go. While they're having this deep <laughs> theological conversation, I'm thinking... Man, God's That's our father so, and father-in-law. That is so um, funny. So, yeah, you know, think about that. Put, you know, <laughs> chew on that for a while. Um, so, you know, as we kind of, you know, wrap up here, I know we had talked about a hunt earlier um, for it, for today, and we talked about eh, nothing can be compared to God truly, but Christian found this uh, thought it was pretty cool, and I'll let him explain it. I'll introduce it, and I'll let him try to explain oh, it. That way I don't have to. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he said he introduced the idea that, in our world, in our creation, there's matter, space, and time. All three of those work together. Without any one of it's those, a continuum. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Without any one of those, we're not here, right? Yeah. So, without matter, well, there's the universe no, ceases th- to exist. Yeah, there's no matter, right? Without space, there's nowhere for matter to exist, and without time, there's no, um, there's no confines to matter and space. So, that that's kind of an interesting way to think about God. They all three are together as one, and they yeah. work together as a unit. Maybe some different quote unquote definitions. Uh, Jesus is God incarnate; He's in the flesh. The Holy Spirit is within us, as Garrett was saying. Those are like His hands. So and each requires the yeah, other. Each requires the other. So God that's kind of an interesting the way yeah. for creation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The Son requires the Spirit for us to interact yeah. with the Son. Yeah. Which, as we said, there's no perfect illustrations, right. but this can help us understand a little bit about. Yeah. The Trinity. Yeah, and, and when Christian said that, I thought this, that was actually a really good way to think about it. All of those exist together in unity, maybe have different, well, have different, I don't want to say purposes, but different roles, R-O-L-E-S, um, but all work together for the same yeah. thing. Hey, hey, here's another loose one, all right? This is very loose, and I'm thinking about it Does this have anything to do with him being our father-in-law? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, Man, so, I'm hungry some, some people, oh, some people yeah, use the example of a pretzel. I love you know, pretzels. A pretzel has three holes. If you Wait, take what? away, oh. so yeah, like a, a regular you, pretzel. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. take away one hole, it's no longer technically a pretzel. Uh, well, what some is people it? use, I don't know, a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take away a hole? Yeah, I guess if you bite it off, it ceases to if be. You a take pretzel. away the edge. So yeah. is, is a hole the edge, or is um, it the so inside? <laughs> we're about to get into hey, pretzel uh, theology. Hey, come back next week where we <laughs> go into a deep dive on pretzels. Uh, we're talking cinnamon Sponsored sugar. We're talking hands. salt. We're talking cheese dip. Uh, so, yeah. So let's let's wrap this up before well, we get too here, out of hand. Here's the application that I, you know, this is a lot of thoughts and thinking and you know going deep. The application. Let me ask you, you two, when you pray. Who do you pray to? Yes. I actually pray to all three. And I notice, even like in just one prayer, a lot of times I start off with um, Father. It's like Mm -hmm. I seem to start off with Father. I do too. I start with God. I always say, Dear God, I guess because I'm a child. I don't know. And it's (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm writing a formal letter. Signed, Micah Hescock. And then I I go to... But I do ask for the Spirit. Yeah, about midway. Yeah. 
And midway through my prayer, I say Jesus a lot. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus, please, Jesus, yeah. help. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I use help a lot. <laughs> so, so the reason I ask that is because I think there is a tendency within Christianity to choose one form of God. Mm, you know? yeah. We either connect to the Father and kind of leave the Son and the Spirit to the side, or we really want the Spirit because we want to feel, feel God move. Or mm-hmm. we just, you know, we love the love of Jesus, so we pray to, to Jesus. But they're all three together. And so I think the yes. most important way for us to remember the Trinity is to pray the Trinity. You know, whether we open our prayer to Jesus, to the Spirit, to the Father, we remember and pray and acknowledge each nature yeah. of God. Mm. Um, in, now, in our now you might not want to go around and say, "Dear Trinity, I just people might think you're praying to some, <laughs> some one of your friends." But, <laughs> but yeah, that's a good point, Garrett. Just uh, keep the Trinity together. And I think, like we said at the very beginning, um, remember the number one priority. And Jesus told us this: is love God and love others. Um, and I think part of loving God is trying to learn more about Him yeah. uh, and, and seeking that. We may never find the answer. Oh, I'll rephrase that. We will never find, ultimately, the answers to all of those mysteries. But to seek those out. The esch- God, eschatological age. Yeah, God will reveal himself to you, and, and you will learn more about who he is. Uh, and as a great professor once said to me, well, to my class, not just to me, but the more you learn about God, the closer you get to God, the further you realize you are away. Um, so so continue to seek him um, until the day we meet him face-to-face. So. That's a good phrase. Yeah. Seek him till we meet him. Seek him till the day we meet him. Man, I wish it would have been like, (laughs) seek seek him till we meet him. That would rhyme so much better, but it just doesn't. Yeah. So seek him till we meet him. Well, meek is, you know. Yeah, humble. Yeah. yeah. Tells us to be. Well, I don't think we want to meek him, do we? We don't want to humble him. He meeked himself. (laughs) He carried his cross. Yeah. I think there's a song there. I meeked. All right. Uh, I'll pray us out and we'll. Please. Yeah, but we'll just keep going. Dear Trinity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you. We just thank you for sending Jesus to this earth, God, to show us the example of, of what a human, how a human needs to live. God, we thank you for revealing to us your spirit and, and sending your spirit to live within us uh, so that we can uh, understand more of who you are, God, learn more about you, God, and grow closer to you. God, I pray that we would. Seek you for for our lives, God, uh, all of our lives, God, and, and, and bring others with us, God. Help others to see who you are and get into the Word to learn more about you. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.